Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have always been drawn to the natural beauty and rugged wilderness of Yellowstone National Park. From the towering geysers and bubbling hot spring. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. To the sprawling meadows dotted with elk and bison, the park is a true wonder of the world. 
But as a park ranger, I also know that the seemingly peaceful wilderness holds many dangers and secrets, especially in the remote and untamed backcountry. I had been working as a ranger for several years, but I had never encountered anything like the terror I faced on a routine patrol in the summer of 2022. I had been making my way through a dense forest near the north boundary of the park, when I heard a blood-curdling roar that echoed through the trees. At first, I thought it was a grizzly bear, but as the sound grew closer, I realized that it was something much more sinister. I caught a glimpse of a massive, hairy figure moving through the trees, and I knew that I was face to face with Bigfoot. I tried to defend myself with my pepper spray, but the creature was unfazed. It charged at me with astonishing speed and knocked me to the ground, pinning me with its massive arms. I was sure that I was going to die, but somehow I managed to wriggle free and make a run for it. I stumbled through the forest, dodging trees and tripping over roots, until I came upon an old cabin in the woods. I stumbled inside and locked the door, panting and shaking with fear. As I caught my breath, I realized that the cabin was not abandoned. There was someone inside, a Native American man who introduced himself as a park ranger like myself. He told me that he had been tracking Bigfoot for years and had finally found evidence of its existence in the park. At first, I was relieved to have found another ranger and someone who could help me get back to safety. But as the night wore on, I began to suspect that he was not what he seemed. He seemed to take a sadistic pleasure in recounting tales of Bigfoot attacks, and I noticed that he was always looking at me with a strange gleam in his eye. I soon realized that he was not a ranger at all, but a crazy Bigfoot fanatic who had lured me to the cabin with the intention of killing me. I was trapped in the cabin with this madman, with Bigfoot lurking outside and no way to call for help. I knew that I had to get out of there before it was too late. I waited until he had fallen asleep and then I made my escape. I ran through the woods, dodging trees and tripping over roots, until I finally stumbled upon a park road. I flagged down a passing car and was rescued. The authorities were skeptical of my wild story, but after a thorough investigation, they found evidence of Bigfoot tracks and the remnants of the old cabin in the woods. The man who had attacked me was arrested and charged with attempted murder. I was hailed as a hero, but the memory of that terrifying night still haunts me. Despite my close encounter with Bigfoot, I couldn't stay away from Yellowstone. The park holds a special place in my heart, and I knew that I had to return to continue my work as a ranger. I now carry a firearm for protection, and I never venture into the backcountry without a partner. But I also know that no matter how many precautions I take, there will always be dangers lurking in the wilderness. It was around 1 o'clock in the morning, on a chilly pre-summer night. I am pretty sure that it was early June but it may have been late May. A friend of mine, whose name I am not going to mention, and I were out looking for a good place to have a little campfire. He knew of a campgrounds outside of Marcola, so we headed out in that direction. We took a few of the logging roads taking mostly right turns as we tried to find the spot that he had been to. This was pretty deep into regrown logged wood. We finally reached our destination, a dead end about 20 feet in diameter. The location included bushes at the west, a 10-foot or so strip with no trees to the south, 
an embankment about eight feet high to the north and the road we came on to the east. My friend had left his car lights on so we could see what we were doing. Nature was calling me at that moment so I started walking back the way we came. I didn't get 30 feet before I felt like this spot was really weird, I knew that something was watching me. I turned around and walked back to the car, I stood in the middle of the headlights for a few minutes and then started to help my friend try to build a fire out of wet sticks. When I stood up I heard a low sound coming from behind the car, west. I looked at my friend, who had also heard it. For a moment I thought it was the car, but cars don't make that kind of noise, which is very much undescribable. A moment later we heard the same noise in three of four hoots. My friend went along his business, I stood in front of the car, scared as hell, to the north I heard a bird make its song, at one o'clock in the morning. I then heard something to the south that sounded like the muffled conversation of a man and a woman. This was accompanied by a few low whistles. It was after I heard this that I noticed the sound of light footsteps coming from the north, barely audible, only I knew they had to be big, walking on moss or something. By that time my friend and I were really freaked out, I jumped into the car. He put out the fire, and suddenly looked to the east, looked back at me looking really scared. He jumped in and turned the key. Nothing happened. The car lights were still on, the battery was alive, nothing was wrong with the car. He checked under the hood and his cylinder was fine, three green lights for go. We had to push start the car. We drove straight out of that forest and never looked back. When we got to the main road he shut his car off, it turned over and started the first try. We haven't gone back to that spot since then. Hey everyone, I've sat on this one for a while because my friends and I can't decide what we heard and it is still confusing to this day. Two of my buddies and I were out hunting as this throwaway's name implies, in southwest Idaho. We were less than half a mile from the Oregon border in the Ohi Mountains. For those who have never seen southwest Idaho or east Oregon, it is high desert, so mostly dead grass and sagebrush in this area, no trees to speak of. Our plan was to head over after work on a Friday and stay the night to hunt in the morning and it was kind of my bachelor trip. We had done some early drives out there before the season to scout and check migration patterns and figured staying the night out there would be best to catch this herd waking up to move. We had a late start because my friends got off a little later and we took a bit to get together and packed. In any case we got out there after sundown. About 7.30 or 7.45 p.m. local time so we had to find a place to pull off in the dark. Eventually we found a somewhat suitable spot near a stream that seemed decent for the night. We didn't have a fire or anything, so we just had a couple swigs of Jaeger to celebrate my upcoming marriage and were talking about our plans for the next day, who goes where and where will glass etc. Sometime in the middle of the conversation, Probably after only an hour or so of being parked, there was a really odd sound so we all stopped to listen and heard it go again. It sounded like nothing I had heard before, it was a deep and almost nasally sounding Mia that got deeper and almost distorted as it went and dragged on for a couple seconds. It was the same sound as what made us stop and was followed by pure silence for what seemed like 10 minutes. 
We had no firelight and very little moonlight so it was near blackout conditions out there. We all had pistols on us and hunting rifles in the truck but did not feel comfortable at that time. What finally broke the silence was what I could only write off as a frog but it sounded exactly like one of those wood frog instruments just being scraped at varying speeds. This was coming from one spot on the other side of the creek, almost exactly opposite of where the first noise was. We decided at that point, it wasn't worth staying up to drink so we got in the tent and went to bed and once the frog sound stopped a few minutes later it was silence for the rest of the night. As we have talked about it for the past year or so we had a couple theories. At first we thought it could have been a cow but the weekend before and the next day we did not see any cattle. About a month before there were free roaming cattle that I assume were moved out because this area is hunted pretty frequently and the day we hunted was opening day. Also it was close, maybe 30 yards, if it was a cow it would have been way louder. The wood frog sound I thought could have actually been a frog but in all my time in the surrounding areas I haven't heard only one frog sounding off and never one that sounded like this or one that was inconsistent like this. My initial thought was someone was out there messing with us, but they would have had to hike in a long ways with no light because it was a decent sized flat area we were in. We listened to audio of just about every odd deer and coyote sound and nothing matched. If you guys have any ideas let me know. It felt like the two were connected because of the proximity but my mind tells me that can't be true. I am 16 years of age, and it is 427. About an hour ago, I was mowing a friend of the family's lawn and kept noticing these rocks being thrown at me. I thought that the weed eater was hitting these rocks and didn't think much of it. Well, about two minutes later, I could smell this awful B.O. smell and thought I must really have bad B.O. So I checked and I couldn't smell anything and the rocks started to come back at me again, but this time I could hear laughter, but like a retarded person. I kept looking around to see if anyone was around messing with me, and nobody was there. So I just kept mowing and smelling that awful smell. Then the rocks started being thrown at me, and I looked over in the woods and trees and saw this huge creature behind a tree. My hair went straight up on end and I ran like a bat out of hell. When I got to the door, I looked back and it was running through the trees and the trees and bushes were moving fast, like in Jurassic Park. I know it wasn't a bear, it was too tall, and no bear can run that fast on two legs, if they can run on two legs at all. It was about eight to nine feet tall. The following is my story of my encounter with what I believe to be some unknown predator. This story is 100% true and not a work of fiction. I have no idea what I encountered but I believe it was some animal unknown to science currently. This was in the late 2000s in Helmand province, southern Afghanistan. Late summer, around 4 or 5 months into our tour. A mission we were supposed to deploy on was changed the day before due to an operational incident and it was completely changed. So I find the odds of a security leak incredibly unlikely. We were dropped of at the far end of a mountain range and had to hike our way up while it was dark and wait up the top. It took us around 2 hours to reach the top of the mountains if I recall correctly. 
The mission was to wait on top overnight and sleep for several hours and before sunrise head down into the green zone deep into enemy territory in order to gain the element of surprise and in order to assault Taliban positions. This was a very rural area and off the track. It would have been an incredibly difficult place for a civilian to reach. We were incredibly fit and robust yet found it hard going. At some point during the night, I have no idea what time but it was dark, my friend who was next to me nudged me awake and was looking in front of him at a cave entrance not far in front of us. Perhaps 10 to 15 feet in front. I listened closely in order to hear what was going on and noticed that I could hear the sound of what appeared to be a baby crying. This absolutely perplexed my brain given the location but several moments later the really scary thing happened. I noticed that the sound that I was hearing of the baby crying was on a loop, like maybe a 5 or 6 seconds loop. Repeating over and over again. Suddenly a rush of terror came over me and I immediately thought of some strange animal impersonating a vulnerable human, much like the way cats and birds can mimic human sounds. It repeated for maybe 5 to 10 minutes before stopping. Then nothing but eerie silence. No movement no voices. Nothing. To this day I have no idea what it could have been. I really doubt it was the enemy forces as the odds of them knowing we would be there given the last minute change is incredibly unlikely. Plus it would have been much easier to just attack us. I genuinely believe this was some undiscovered attempting to lure us down into the cave. I have no idea for what purpose but I don't know it was anything friendly. I'm also happy to answer any questions you may have. It was over 10 years ago but I will do my best to recall the details. I am Manny S., a Bigfoot researcher. I was doing a follow-up on an incident that involved two married couples that were camping out at a local skinny dipping rock quarry. This is what took place. There were two groups involved which consisted of two married couples, they were camping together. They had been swimming in the night when they started to hear what appeared to be high-pitched screams at a distance. They then got nervous because this was unlike anything they had ever heard. At that point they get out of the water and proceed to walk back to camp, their camp only being a minute walk. They had a campfire going and talking among themselves, when all of a sudden they started to hear the high-pitched screams once again but this time much closer and louder this went on for about 10 minutes. They started to get very uncomfortable because they knew whatever it was coming toward their location. And then there was silence minutes later they started to hear branches break around their campsite. One of the men got out his .22 caliber rifle out and started shooting. They heard nothing after that took place. Then a while later the high-pitched scream started again but from a distance away until they could no longer hear them. They spent the night there and left in the morning. When I did this follow-up it was two days since it happened. The information that I was able to gather from the location and witnesses were this. The high-pitched screams were heard from the north to northeast. The area is heavily wooded with some underbrush. This location is pretty much on flat ground. Howard Prairie Lake is under a one-fourth mile away. Given that in this general area was dry, two began to do a perimeter search walking north from the rock quarry, sweeping the ground for any traces but after about three hours of looking around I was unable to find anything. The ground was to dry as well as the grass. 
Weather was warm and clear skies. Just to clarify things before I describe my encounter, I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I go hunting near a lake around 20 miles where I live, located near a small town every Saturday. Today just before the afternoon I was in my usual hunting spot for around half an hour. A few dozen minutes prior I had seen a few bucks sprint from the woods and down the riverbank, as if they were running away from something. Then I heard some loud movement coming from the brush across the river, another buck had come running out from the forest and down the same area where the other buck had gone, this time a giant grizzly bear had stormed out of the brush in pursuit. This thing was absolutely massive, so big that I can see it clear as day from across the river. I could guess it was 4 meters in length, and probably around 8 feet in height, the thing was absolutely enormous and muscular, and also had a big hump around where the neck was. I watched it run down the side of the riverbank, chasing the buck until it had disappeared into the woods. After that I no longer felt safe having a gargantuan bear running around my hunting spot, so I left, and I don't feel safe going back. There are no grizzly bears in Saskatchewan as I only have experience with a few black bears around where I hunt. I've never seen this thing before let alone a brown bear in my area. Something of this size could devastate the ecosystem if it's invasive. This sighting took place while I was on a fishing trip with my girlfriend, another couple, and their mom. My friends were staying at the resort cabins at one of my favorite fall fishing lakes. By the time we arrived, delayed by wiring problems on my boat trailer, it was about 3 a.m. We talked until there was little reason to go to bed, just to have to get right back up to catch the morning bite. About an hour and a half before sunrise my friend Wes and I decided to go for a little walk down to one of the streams that feed out of the lake. I was curious to see what the fish were doing. We both had flashlights, shining them into the stream as we walked along trying to spot fish. The further we went, the more uneasy I became and I have been in these woods all of my life and never felt like this ever. I asked Wes if he felt kind of weird he said, kind of. We decided we'd head back. We moved to a different cabin closer to the lake. After the evening fish I returned at late light, bummed about missing a very large brown trout. I spent most of the evening listening to fish jump and looking at stars. Wes mom went to bed first and about 11.45 pm the rest of us went to bed. My girlfriend and I were not sleeping in the cabin with Wes and his family. We were sleeping in the back of a full-size Chevy Suburban, mainly because Angela and I wanted a little privacy. Angela and didn't go right to sleep. This was about an hour and a half after everyone said goodnight at the campfire. I sat up to smoke a cigarette and I was looking out the rear side window when something caught my eye. The cabins where we were staying are not very large. There was outdoor lighting attached to the middle of the roof line of the cabin. At first I thought it was the wind moving the tree branches or bushes but something wasn't right. I then began to realize what I was seeing. I thought maybe I was a little more tired than I thought and that my eyes were playing tricks on me. Except the trick didn't go away. Just to make sure, I asked Angela to sit up and look around and tell me what she sees. 
I totally expected to look stupid and have her tell me she saw nothing. I did not tell her what I was seeing or where I was seeing it. I looked down at the floor. Angela sat up and it wasn't even two seconds before she visually locked onto the same thing I did. Still looking at the floor, I asked, what do you see? Her first word was, Yeti, and with that things now felt real. We both became excited, scared, and curious. I was a bit more uneasy with how the Bigfoot was moving and acting. It was about 50 feet away back in the tree line on the other side of the cabin, about 15 feet away from Wes Mom's truck. It was standing just out of the light, so as not be directly seen. It was about 7 to 1.5 to 8 feet tall, covered in hair, very broad in the shoulder and across the chest. It wasn't as bulky as what is in the Patterson film. What made me very uneasy was its movements and actions. It wasn't coming forward. It had one arm up above its head and to the side, resting on a tree. It was rapidly rocking from side to side, and bobbing up and down. Angela made a statement about getting out to maybe get closer to it. I was in the process of telling her, no. When the next surprise was realized. Angela points out that there's more than one. About two feet behind the tailgate of my friend's mom's truck, was crouched not one, but two of what appeared to be smaller Bigfoots. They were crouched close together, sitting motionless and looking directly at us. They looked like they were younger ones, compared to the big ones still rocking back and forth by the tree. They were not as broad in the shoulders or chest. Angela and I wondered what to do, quietly talking to each other for five or ten minutes. I decided to wake up Wes by yelling toward the window of his bedroom, which was in the middle of the back wall of the cabin. Wes answered back and I told him to look out his window. At first he couldn't see anything through the window. I didn't tell him what to look for or what I was seeing for fear of him thinking we were pulling a joke or that we were totally out of our minds. As he opened the window, I asked him, do you see it? His response was, oh, my god. Wes didn't say another word, which made me even more uneasy. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I jumped up to the front seat and was gonna start up the rig to back them off a little. When I got up front, I couldn't find the keys. I became a bit panicky. I found the keys and started up the Chevy with a big vroom. And it hardly seemed to bother them. I then decided if I was going to see Bigfoot, then by God, I'm gonna try to get a good look. I was parked in such a way that I had to pull way out and swing the front end around for my lights to hit them directly. As soon as the Chevy moved, they took off back into the trees and bushes. I then headed down the road toward a picnic era where they might cross the road. On the way, Angela said she had enough and didn't want to be around the Bigfoot anymore. I turned around, ended up taking a wrong turn finding, and myself driving cross country through the cabins and the resort. I was turned around so badly I didn't know where I was. Angela spotted the cabin where we stayed the first night. I then began to drive out to the highway to leave because Angela didn't want to return until daylight. Just before I got to the highway, I remembered my friends at the cabin and the fact that they had their newborn baby with them. Angela agreed we couldn't leave them there, so we returned. Wes said that as we were driving off, Something ran across the road behind us on two legs.
Angela and I decided to leave the Chevy parked halfway blocking the road and go inside the cabin. After we got inside, I asked Wes if he'd seen what we saw, because I still could not take in the fact that this really happened. Wes told me he definitely saw what he believes to be a Bigfoot. He explained that he became salient because of the two smaller ones at the back of his mom's truck. After 20 minutes had gone by, I needed a smoke real bad and Wes' mom wanted something to drink. Both were in my rig. Wes was the first to step outside. On the way back to the cabin, we heard a bunch of commotion down toward the lake, like something running through bushes, snapping and breaking limbs. We ran to the front door of the cabin. Just as we started up the steps, I fell onto the porch, scaring Wes to death. Once inside, we talked and tried to rationalize everything that had happened. Things were quiet outside from then on, other than the fact that a raccoon thumped on our door, which startled us. What was strange was that the raccoon seemed to want to come into the cabin. The raccoon did not touch any of the food outside the cabin. Me and my pregnant wife were staying at my parents' house in Northwest Tennessee on September 17, 2021. It is about 50 yards from our new house. I went out on their back patio to smoke a cigarette around 12 a.m. Over the fence I heard something that sounds like it was choking on something but at the same time sounded like a distorted pig squealing. It would make sounds in about 2 to 3 second spurts. I honestly thought it was a hawk or owl anything that could be explained. I thought it was definitely weird but probably natural. About three hours later I couldn't sleep and decided I would go to the gym. As I'm walking to my car, across the yard and towards the road I hear this same weird sound coming from about 50 yards away at my 10 o'clock direction. I looked around and I couldn't see anything or hear anything. Then I hear hey, hey, in a woman's voice coming from the same direction. So I looked back up and there was nothing there. As I'm scanning the yard I hear that loud squealing noise again. I got in my car and dipped as fast as possible. I thought it was weird but didn't give it a second thought until a month later I was on TikTok and saw a video of a man riding a horse in Arizona I believe. And in the video I heard a woman say hey. Hey, this makes him and the horse both freak out and run away. It was believed to be a skinwalker. When I heard that same voice and those same words, almost like a recording, my heart sank to my stomach. I really don't believe in any of this and I've tried every way I can to disprove it and I truly can't. It doesn't scare me as much anymore as it intrigues me. I am so so curious to know what that was and why me. This was last year, in Bordeaux. France. I lived in a building that was going to be destroyed. So there were only like three apartment out of 60 with people in it and they were far from me in another branch of the building. I was sleeping in my room. It was during summer. Then I remember being woke up by something tapping on my window. When I looked at it I saw something strange, I'm not native English speaker so excuse me if it's difficult to explain. There was a shape, human sized I guess moving on the balcony. It was like in the movie Predator when the creature is in stealth mode. Or like in summer when on a road you see heat coming out of the road and your vision is a little bit blurry cause of that. 
At first, being half sleeping, I thought why the f did I put the radiator on? Every time I tried to close my eyes to go back to sleep, there was two distinct tapping sound on one of the windows, three different one, one I can see through and two I can't cause of shutters. It was like something was messing with me. And it was every time I closed my eyes. Easy to spot cause I was sleeping facing the window and not far from it. As I told you there was no one in this part of the building, I lived on the third floor with no trees or thing in front that can cause such a sound. And he too tapping were every time at the same interval. I started to be really scared when I noticed that the shape was moving in order to tap on different windows. It was so disturbing that I couldn't move an inch. It was like this for quite a time. Maybe hours, can't tell, was too afraid to even take my phone. When the sun was rising I probably felt asleep out of exhaustion. I will never forget this feeling of dread and pure fear when I saw this shape. My mom, brother and I were driving over an highway overpass one night a few years back and this big black hairless creature jumped over the side of the overpass, ran on all fours in front of our car and a few others, jumped over the dividing median but grabbed it with its front feet, ran in front of the other cars on the other side of the highway then jumped down the other side of the overpass. This thing had really long skinny front legs and very short back legs, was skinny and when our headlights shone on it it turned its head to look at the traffic coming towards it, its face was creepily long. Like a horse almost or a big deer. It was just weird and didn't look like anything my mom or I had ever seen before. This was like 10 years ago and I've been trying to come up with every idea of what it could have been. A manged black bear, some stangy manged wolf or black manged coyote or something but nothing looks like it at all. The head though is what fs with me. It was much too big and long for the body. My mom and I saw it and slammed on the brakes like other drivers next to us. We were freaking out trying to figure out what we just saw, while my brother in the back seat trying to figure out what happened because he didn't see it but saw everyone hitting theer brakes and slamming theer horns. This happened in Silverdale, Washington. When I was a kid my dad was a long-distance delivery driver, UK. Occasionally he'd bring me along on his trips, which would usually be about 3 or 4 days. The procedure was we'd leave his at 4am to be at the depot for 5am, get the truck and be on the road for 5.30. One morning we'd left the depot in the lorry. Beautiful early summer's morning. We're driving along a country lane to get to the main road. Either side of us were hedgerows, about 4 feet 5 high, they were level with the windows of the cab. As we're going, ahead a big black cat, like, a big cat, leaps over the hedge on the left, darts across the road, and vaults the hedge on the right. I've always thought there was a lot of truth to alien big cat sightings in the UK anyway, but actually seeing one was pretty cool. Sometimes wonder if it was just my younger brain exaggerating things, but I've asked my dad about it again a couple times in the 15 years since, and he just says as well that it was definitely a big cat of some description. Two events. 
First one happened when I was young and had just awoke from sleep so very likely can be explained away as a dream or not being fully awake. But the TV was on in the living room, making static as it did in the 90s if you didn't have cable and it was late at night. I get up, see shadow thing in kitchen, pay it no mind thinking parent or his girlfriend was in there. I turn the TV off and immediately become very scared, realize thing was much too skinny to be either of those people. Turn TV back on and look in kitchen, empty, I stand there for a while and probably go back to sleep that's the end of the memory. Second was Black Canyon City. LSS I was driving back from the Grand Canyon one weekend, enter Black Canyon City, leave Black Canyon City and continue the way I was going only to run back into Black Canyon City much further down the road. Like the city got up and moved or the road put some spell on me. I wrote a very in-depth post about it here a while back I think. Some friends and I had a fire up at Goat Mountain for the night and we heard noises coming from all around us like something walking through the bushes. Whenever we would shine a flashlight in the forest, we wouldn't see anything and the noises would stop for a while. Then all of a sudden a tree was pushed over onto our fire, putting the fire out and when we shine the flashlight in the direction of the tree a large black furry creature was walking quickly away breaking branches off trees. I think a dogman was stalking me once a long time ago when I was hunting wild hogs in the swamps of eastern North Carolina. I was about 20 or 21 and loved exploring the swamps where I lived and got into hunting wild hogs cause it was a pretty big adrenaline rush. They are pretty aggressive here. I went into the swamp about 10 miles from my house where there was trails on dry land through a marshy yard and it was heavily wooded. I heard something close by and stopped to look and listen and could hear something breathing really deeply and almost growling then it stopped. This happened a few more times so I changed direction to try and get behind it and pin it between myself and the water but it changed direction with me. After about an hour of creeping around I realized it was between me and the way out of the swamp. At this point I'm starting to get a little scared because I don't think it a hog at this point anymore. I made the decision to get baked by wading through the swamp in water up to my chest. I think it tried to follow me but wouldn't go in the water. I eventually made it back to where I could get to my truck a few days later I told my buddy's cousin about it and all the bones and weird stuff I saw and he completely changed when I told him where I was and said to stay away from there I asked him why and he wouldn't say anymore. Fast forward a few years and I'm at his house and all of his family was there and his uncle came and talked to me and said I heard where you were out in the swamp hunting hogs at. You're lucky you made it back. I asked why and he said that's where the big dogs live I asked what he meant and he wouldn't say anymore. I hunted a few more years but not in that same spot and eventually started working a different job and got into other hobbies and also started playing in a working band so I had not time for it. I completely forgot about that day until a few years ago when I saw a story about Dogman on YouTube and I immediately remembered that day. I've since heard a lot of diff stories similar to mine and also heard of Dogman encounters around and down the coast from where I live. I stay out of the swamp now and don't go in any farther than I have to if I have to. 
I was out hiking with my family and I had run a little ways ahead of them. I turned a corner of the trail into a big clearing and about 10 feet away was a flying rod just hovering there. I immediately freak out cause I was convinced they weren't real before that so I start staring and trying to take in as much detail as I can. Then I remembered I had a camera on me so I went to grab it and immediately the rod zoomed away so fast it looked like it just vanished. Looked around the clearing for a bit trying to find any signs of it but didn't see anything. Really neat thing to see. It's the main reason I tend to accept the possibility of even the most ridiculous cryptids. One time I was out camping with my mom out on private property, a plant nursery, for two nights. The first night I could barely sleep and at some point I heard the faintest GRRR right next to my ear from outside, later again I heard it again. The weird thing was there was no movement or anything outside, nor did my dog react one bit. I thought it was maybe a cat, but that was have been extremely unlikely. That morning I mentioned it to my mom and she heard the exact same thing as well, but more than twice. She was too unbothered with it since if it was a creature the dog would have noticed. Till this day I have no idea what it could have been. I live in central Kentucky and a couple years ago, I was working a temp job with UPS. During the Christmas season, they hire temp workers as driver assistants who ride along next to them and help run packages to doors. This was during December. We were driving around delivering to a rich neighborhood in rural Jessamine Co, Kentucky. Rich gated subdivisions out in the country are quite common here, and we sometimes spend hours in these places, no bathrooms, leading us to have to piss into bottles in the back. So just some context lol. So it was December, and we're in one of these around 7 p.m. and it was already dark. We pull around this cul-de-sac, and his headlights are on and by the side of this house it illuminates an animal I had never seen before. It was the size of a medium dog, shortish gray fur, medium length tail, it was slinking along the side of the house into the dark backyard when we saw it, it clearly did not intend to be seen. I was like did you see that and the driver said it was the biggest possum he had ever seen in his life. This thing was the size of a medium dog, I can only describe it as looking like a giant ferret or weasel. I saw its head and it had the same snout type. We only saw it illuminated for two or three seconds and it retreated into the darkness. Before anyone says it was a marten, or a fisher, those do not occur in Kentucky and they never have. Edit. Fishers may have occurred here historically, not even anywhere close. Those are Canadian and Northeast species. And I'm lifelong familiar with coyotes. It was not a coyote. Me, my husband, and our friend were walking up to Squaw Lake to go fishing, because the road was still snowed in, we decided to hike. We were about a half mile from the lake when I noticed a footprint on the shady side of the road. I called Jike over and asked him who would be walking up here in their bare feet, and he said nobody. And I asked him to come over to verify what I was seeing. The footprint was well preserved in the snow, it appeared to have been a weak old print. The other prints varied as well preserved and had melted in the snow, but still you were able to distinguish the tracks, 
but it was exciting nonetheless. Unfortunately no pictures were taken. I wasn't sure where else to post this. I need to wrap my head around this because it's been bugging me since that day. My sister lives in a small neighborhood in Kentucky, along a long road, and one side of the road goes up into a nearby mountain with woods. I stay with her sometimes so I can more easily walk to work on days I have to open. I got out a few mornings ago around 3.35 am. I walked along the back road for a bit to turn towards a kind of alleyway? That leads into another back road. As I come up to the turn, I notice a pack of what looked like dogs. It was pretty dark, even with the streetlights, so the only major details I could see were that there were more than one of them. They had big, bushy tails, and one of them was especially large. I'd say about the size of a young deer. I kept walking, past the local courthouse, to get to the main road. At the end of the second back road I was on, there are a few small houses with small yards. In the first yard against the road, I saw them again. More clearly. Same bushy tails, but their bodies were short hair and looked more like deer. I thought it was strange for deer to have tails like that. As I turn the corner to get to the main road, I see two smaller ones run off. They must have seen or heard me. But the big one, that's the one I saw clear as day, close to one won the streetlights. It took a few steps and turned sideways, and it lifted up its head. The best description I can give is that it had the aforementioned body and tail, but its neck was long. I mean, really long, disturbingly long. I'm 5 feet 9 inches and its body would have come up to about my belly button, while the neck and head would have been taller than me. It was like a miniature giraffe. It stared at me and didn't move. The thing scared me so much I got out of there as quickly as I could. I wish I hadn't been such a coward, I would have whipped out my phone and taken video of the thing. I could hear them making noises too. They made this sound, a sound I had heard many times before on my early morning walks. It kind of sounds like a sort of bleeding, something like a sharp croaking. Please help me, if someone has seen something similar somewhere, perhaps in or around Kentucky. I've been keeping my phone in my hand and turn on recording as soon as I step outside. If I get anything I'll post it here. Any help or information would be appreciated, if nothing else than to make me feel less creeped out when I go out in the mornings. Went out for a drive today into the forest. The area used to be an old logging town so much of the forest is regrowth. Parked my car and walked around for a bit. Felt watched, but I'm used to that feeling in the forest. Heard a loud rustling in the bushes, assumed it was just a rue. As I was about to leave in the car I gazed out into the trees and started apologizing to the forest out loud on behalf of the people who cut down the old growth trees and destroyed the old ecosystem. I felt the need to do this out of nowhere. Then once I had expressed my sorrow I sort of came to and made eye contact with something about 50 meters away. We have grass trees that grow taller than any man and when they die off they give the appearance of an extremely hairy person if you see them out of the corner of your eye or from a distance. It looked almost like one of those, only it had definite shapes of legs and arms and two black eyes. 
I stared into its eyes for a while. I wasn't fearful, quite calm actually. It felt like we were both just acknowledging each other's presence. Then I drove away and did not look back. I live in the Northeast USA for context. So I was just out on a drive with my boyfriend last night and we were driving on a road that goes through the woods, this road is located near a very large river and is surrounded by forest but there are also houses in this area so it's kind of a rural road in a residential area. Anyway last night it was kind of foggy out, but as we drove down one section of this road the fog got much more dense, I originally didn't think anything of it because like I said there is a river nearby, the river probably caused the fog. But because of the fog we had to drive incredibly slow. As we were driving out of the corner of my eye I saw movement so I turned to look, and on the side of the road there was a lone deer. Now since I live in a rural area deer are extremely common, I actually really love deer up to this point so normally I wouldn't think twice but. As soon as I looked into its eyes my heart dropped, I got the chills and my immediate thought was something is extremely wrong. I need to get the F out of here. This deer was huge it had to be twice the size if a normal deer. It definitely wasn't a buck. And its chest looked weird too? It almost stuck out a little, and it was broader than a normal deer. And I don't know, this deer just gave me the heebie-jeebies. And as I'm thinking this my BF also goes what the F is that, a kangaroo? And we were talking about how freaking creepy and weird this deer was. He was saying how he didn't like the way it was looking at us. It almost looked fake but it moved so it was definitely alive. Physically it had all of the characteristics of a deer, but I've never seen an animal that filled me with so much dread and triggered my fight or flight like that, something about this animal filled me with the sense that something was wrong. And I couldn't even speed away because we were surrounded by fog so I had to make a rather slow escape while trying not to look in the rear view mirror. I was awoken by strange noises which I thought may be coyotes but after I was awake for a few seconds I realized that I had never heard those screams before. In the next few seconds all the dogs in the neighborhood went crazy. My dogs which were located right outside my bedroom were barking horribly. I was sure we were going to get complaints from all the neighbors. I had never heard my dogs bark so loud before. But after a few minutes I went back to sleep. I had to get up early. That morning when I woke up I asked my mom if she heard the dogs barking. She said that she hadn't but my father did, and that he had said it must have been a bear because he smelt such an awful smell. After questioning my father he had said that he had assumed that he had smelt a bear but after thinking about it he admitted that he hadn't smelt that exact smell before. When I went outside to check my dogs they were guarding the fence and refused to come down. Nobody in my family actually saw Bigfoot, but from what I have read in other reports I believe there are some similarities. My brother, Colby, and I had plans to go shooting squirrels that afternoon, so we choose our favorite spot. We packed all of our gear and headed out. It was a nice day, not a cloud in the sky. The squirrels will be everywhere today cold. We pulled up to the bottom of the clear cut and unloaded. The clear cut we're in is a good 5 acres. 
We made our walk to the top where we usually turn around and head back for the truck. Of course my brother and I were firing away on the walk up at squirrels the whole time. We both heard it but we didn't say anything until it did it again. The sound was close to 75 to a 100 yards away. Across a little creek and up a slope. Up in the timber we could hear something hitting two rocks together and wrestling around making noise. You could tell this was no squirrel but something large and heavy. We could hear its heavy footsteps make thuds in the ground. This went on for three minutes before we turned and went the other way quickly as possible. Colby and I both felt that something was watching us that day. We'll be back for him later. Not to mention the excellent squirrel hunting. First if all, sorry for my English. I am from Austria and it isn't very easy for me to write or speak English. I had nothing to do with any kind of crypto animals ever and I have never heard of most of them, especially not Mothman. That is until May of 2017. I visited my aunt in Amesville, Ohio which was my first visit of the United States and I have to say I liked it. It was nice. On the fourth day of my stay there I was hiking around because the nature in that area is really nice, Therese also a nice forest in that area that I decided to walk through a little. It wasn't night, it wasn't dark, it was in the middle of day and I was on my own when I noticed a funny smell. It smelt like there was a rotten animal somewhere around but it also smelt like heated chocolate. Don't ask me, I know it sounds weird. I started looking around, cause the smell was so strong that I thought there must be something going on. I hid behind rocks when I heard some branches cracking north of me. I was afraid of bears although I was told there are no bears in this area and I shouldn't be afraid. I still was, couldn't help myself. 30 seconds after I starting hiding behind those stones I saw some being. Kinda tall like myself I thought, but I wasn't sure about it at first. I thought of a standing bear cause I saw that on TV several times. But the noises that animal made weren't bear-like at all. It sounded like air in a way, like someone would use a really big fan. I can't explain it better thanks to the language barrier, sorry, lol. That's all the noise it made. This occasional flapping. After I haven't seen and heard anything for 5 minutes I decided to leave my hideout to walk away. After approximately 15 minutes of walking back the way I came from. I heard those flapping sounds again and immediately ducked. I sneaked behind the next best tree again. This time I saw the thing. It was around meters away from where I was and I couldn't quite believe what I saw. What I saw, looked like a large dude, maybe 7 feet tall. In a suit. He. Or it was kinda of furry and wore a cape or maybe wings of a sort. Hard to say. The thing had antennas attached to its head and also appeared to wear some kind of night vision goggles, but it was day. It moved quite fast and stressed out, the cape occasionally made those flappy noises. It disappeared after 10 seconds or so. When I told my aunt about it, she kinds laughed it off and told me that sounds like I was talking about the Mothman. A common legend in some areas. It was just today that I remembered the Mothman and looked it up. And what can I say, the thing absolutely looked like the Mothman. It could have been some guy of course, but the question is, why would he walk around there, make those sounds and all? And what about the smells? 
Anyone else experienced stuff like that or knows what I am talking about? I lived in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania and worked in Palmerton. I worked the late shift so I'd get out of work at 10 p.m. One night as I was heading home late because of overtime, I think it was about 1 a.m., I was driving down the road at the above coordinates. I saw two red dots of light from far away but they seemed to be approaching my car very quickly. I slow down and suddenly these massive bat or dragon like leather wings come gliding with a single flap motion just over my car. It was so surreal and happened extremely quickly but I didn't see its face or body details. It was a new moon and there's only my headlights out there. I slammed on the brakes and get out but it's just total darkness and this thing was black. I'd say its wingspan was about 10 or 11 feet. I've seen a condor before and it was pretty much that size. Just massive. But I could hear it flying away after I stopped and got out. There was just no moonlight so I couldn't see it, but it sounded like when you spread a sheet out on a bed or throw a tarp over something. I've only told three people this story but I figure I might as well post it somewhere so people can try to get a pic or something. It'd be cool to see it again. Edit. Writing this post helped me consider any alternative explanations, and I'm willing to consider this as a possibility, since it was so fast a sighting. It just seemed larger than 5 feet, but I didn't have anything nearby to gauge size with. The wings also could have looked leathery because of the reflection of my headlights on preened black vulture wings, which lack the white flight feathers of turkey vultures. It would also explain why the red eyes were near the road and then flew above my car. Hi, I wanted to explain an encounter with something. I'm not quite sure what it was. I had gotten into an argument with my mom about the hat man that was leaning over me while I slept on the couch something my sister informed me of the following day. A lot of weird stuff happened at that house. But, that wasn't the encounter. No, it was after the argument. I was walking out of the house down the road which we were surrounded by woods and a small swamp was behind our place. I was walking down the road which was side to side a wooded area. Not many people came down where we were. So I was listening to music while on my walk and I felt like something was watching me. I lived in Alabama so it was weird. Nobody came in our woods. Not ever. I looked over and there I saw it. It was hunched over and huge. It had pale features and was so skinny I could see its ribcage. The thing that took me off was its mask-like face. It didn't wear a mask but its face had mask-like features. The only reason why I say its face wasn't wearing a mask was because I could see its mouth perfectly. It had dark eyes. I thought it had eye bags but maybe because I was trying to reassure myself. I heard a branch crunch under its hands. I like to assure myself they were ATL East. It reminded me of a human but, all wrong. Please someone tell me they've got some explanation because I can't. I live in the lower parts of Michigan in a small township. Around my town, there are little trails you can follow that can lead into deep forest or to act as a quick route to the other part of town. A couple of days ago, I was on the trail to go into the deeper part of the woods. 
The sun had already set and I was using my flashlight for lighting while on my bike. I had this sitting area, a tree that's branch resembled a swing. I was putting my bike closer to the tree when I made eye contact, or ATL East I think it was its eyes, with a creature. I didn't see much of its body, but I saw the face. It had a skull with thickish antlers. I probably stayed in my position for like 5 minutes until the thing screeched. I bolted it with my bike and returned home. I say possible Wendigo encounter because I'm not sure exactly if it was even in Wendigo. Can someone explain WTH I made eye contact with? I wanted to look at the moon and stars without turning on the lights in my house and the outside lights. I have a lot of floodlights surrounding my house just for the purpose of keeping unwanted entities away and to feel safe because I also live alone. I was enjoying the light of the moon and twinkling stars and the stillness of the night was standing on the threshold of the house and heard loud flapping. I stood thinking what the heck was making all that noise. I just so happened to look up towards the sound and this large humanoid creature was flying overhead about 25 or 30 feet above me. The span of each wing was as long as his body which I estimated about 6 to 7 feet. The total wingspan was close to 15 feet. It flew over my sister's mobile home. The family always goes to bed early. It was flying north towards Shiprock, New Mexico. I was wondering if this was the same flying creature people see around NAPI, Navajo Agricultural Products Industry. I got so scared and started locking doors and turning on all the lights inside and outside. I spent a sleepless night hoping it wouldn't come back. Two or three weeks ago the dogs were madly barking toward the canyon and the arroyo that runs close by. My son-in-law went to check and saw a big black being standing about I'd say 60 to 70 yards away, he was walking towards it to get a better look but he said it disappeared. So far I've not seen it again. I recently moved to a decent-sized plot of land in northeast Kentucky. I went out to check on the chickens with my dog Luna. I noticed the chicken coop needs some repairs after the recent heavy winds. Heard some noises in the woods, but didn't think anything of it. Called out Luna and we went inside. Came back out with my tools and as I'm fixing to starting driving screws in, I hear my own voice yell out Luna from up in the woods. I'm familiar with skinwalkers, Wendigos, and the sort. But in Northeast Kentucky? This happened between 1986 and 1989. My uncles and cousins lived in Lamy, an area in the extreme south of Porto Alegre, Brazil. My uncle, now deceased, had a small Boteco, Brazilian restaurant. In that region, and at that time, the nearest neighbor was more than a kilometer away. Pasture and centenary trees predominated the landscape. To serve the region, there were two buses in the morning and two more in the early evening. At that time there were rumors that a very large animal, with the body of a man and the head of an animal, had been seen nearby, and it was said that it attacked both animals and people. Several people claimed to have been attacked by this monster and luckily escaped. Others swore they had lost an ox or two to the creature. My aunt, very skeptical, 
and dedicated to her children and day-to-day chores, did not like to pay attention to these inventions of the people, as she said. However, one day her disbelief was put to the test. She and one of my cousins were returning home by bus, already in the dark of night. Less than 10 people were on the bus, when in a certain part of the journey, something very large came out of the bush and hit the right side of the bus, and returned to the bush. The crash caused the driver, perhaps out of fright, to lose control and brake sharply, stopping partially in a ditch. Despite the scare, there were no injuries, but people were very scared by that event. The driver got very irritated, and left the bus mumbling and cursing, going to check the damage and at the same time calling for help. Being in the dark, and still a long way from home, everyone stayed in their places. A few minutes after the driver left, everyone heard a strange grunt, which could not be from an animal or human being, according to the witnesses. People panicked and started crowding right next to the conductor's chair. Silence took over the people. Everyone was attentive to all external sounds when without warning, a new knock was given on the same side of the bus. Everyone got up and ran to the other side. Some of the people began to cry and pray, one lady became out of control, and my aunt, very afraid, remained to protect her son. At that moment the bus began to be violently shaken as if something or something was shaking the vehicle from side to side. The dread grew as the bus rocked. It looked like it would be overturned at any moment. Looking through the windows, you could see a large figure outside, but you couldn't tell what it was. Without the slightest warning everything stopped, and whatever was causing it started to make its way toward the front of the bus, where the door was open. At that moment, my aunt was so terrified that she wanted to die and not see what was attacking them. Even before the creature entered the bus, it was possible to smell a terrible, rotten, unbearable smell. Everyone fled to the back of the bus and huddled in a corner, which made them look like a single, shapeless mass of people huddled together. Those who had the courage to look, swear to have seen a large naked man, with dark skin, a huge goat's head, with huge horns, and yellow eyes, who ran to the turnstile and stopped. He spent a few seconds straining and huffing angrily, before turning around, getting off the bus, and disappearing into the bushes. Unbridled crying took over people. People were in shock, totally terrified. A few long minutes passed when another bus pulled alongside this one. Another driver, who was called to help the damaged bus, was informed of what had happened and left to find the first driver who had not yet returned. Luckily, he was walking along the side of the road, returning from the place he called the bus company. The military brigade was activated, and ambulances, experts, radio, and television came. The case was covered for a few months, with newspaper articles and interviews with the victims. Search parties searched for the creature's tracks, but they were never found. Several theories were formulated about what would have attacked the bus. But nothing is proven. Apart from some dead animals, which were attributed to the creature, nothing else happened. Nowadays that region is populated and very different from the time when the events occurred, leaving the mystery of the creature that attacked the bus lost and without explanation. It was a Sunday morning the 3rd of December 2017. 
I was playing the back nine at Eagle Creek Golf Course alone. The air was heavy with wildfire smoke from the Eagle Creek Fire and the Columbia River Gorge caused by fireworks. I was on the 13th hole bordering Bonnie Lore State Park in Clackamas County, Oregon. My drive hit a tall Douglas fir tree about 30 feet up dead center. It made a classic wood knock sound. I regularly look for lost golf balls and often take a look over the cliff to the right side of the green. As I stepped up to the edge I heard a grunt and a loud wood knock followed by a loud howl. I could feel the vibration in my chest. It started with an ape-like ooze sound and rose in pitch and volume. Immediately afterward a pack of coyotes started howling. I ran back to my bag for my phone but it was too late. Everything went silent. I did take some videos and still shots but never saw anything. As I approached the 14th tee, three deer were flushed from down below onto the course. No other witnesses, unfortunately. I believe there was a group of Bigfoot seeking shelter from the fire. If you look on Google Maps you will see how this would be a likely place to hide. This encounter occurred on my family's property about 20 years ago. It is 15 miles east of Greenwood, Mississippi. During deer bow season I had a nice food plot set up in the woods about a half mile from the nearest house. These small plots gave the deer something to eat and an easy escape route to the trees. It made them feel comfortable. I had a tree stand set up on the edge of the field. After being in the stand for about 15 minutes I see what I think is a large Labrador retriever enter the opposite end of my food plot heading towards me. As it approached I quickly realized that it wasn't a dog. It was a black panther. The paws were massive I was amazed and scared at the same time. I was already in a standing position. It approached my stand so I drew back when it got close to the base of my tree. When I drew it looked up at me but it never stopped moving as it passed my position. I decided not to shoot because I thought that I stood a better chance of getting out of there alive by leaving it be rather than potentially wounding a deadly predator. I also recall that my grandfather had told my uncles that the big cats were there many years ago. This cat was about 7 feet long, that's a body length of approximately 5 feet. It showed no fear of me and almost acted like it knew me. I'd hunted in those woods since I was a young teen. I stayed in the stand until it was dark and then I got down. I thought that would be best for me to follow the panther's route to ensure that he was gone. So I walked about 50 yards on the trail that I saw him follow. Then in the glow of my flashlight, I saw green eyes shine and then his head extended out from behind an oak tree. I stopped and notched an arrow then stepped backward until I made it up to the open field that was on top of the hill. I put my arrow back in the quiver and ran half a mile to my truck. I took a day off during the week to do some turkey hunting. I got a late start but I had a good idea of where I needed to go for a late morning hunt. I set my turkey decoys up in an opening that had two trails running perpendicular to my position. I sat in the corner and against a large oak tree. I chilled for a few minutes to see if anything would sound off I tried an owl call. Immediately an owl called back just a short distance in front of me and then another to my left. The responding calls were too loud and from two separate animals. This was not an owl. It was something mimicking an owl and it was something with big lungs. 
I packed my gear and headed for the truck. This hunt was over. The next winter I took my son and uncle in there for a quick squirrel hunt. My son was little but I wanted to get him exposed to the woods. We started hearing trees being pushed over in the distance I asked my uncle what he thought it was. He didn't have a clue and then we got the hell out of there. Again this hunt was over too. I did some research after those events and I learned that others had posted sightings of Bigfoot creatures and similar behavior on the Mississippi Bigfoot page. I never saw the creature but I'm certain that's something. Okay, so this happened two and a half years ago. I was living with my horribly abusive ex, every way except physical and sexual and his family had a building in the back of the yard that me and him lived in I should begin this by saying there was a lot of negative and evil energies and entities that fed on and encouraged the chaos in the home and within all of us who lived there while I lived there, I often felt people watching me or directly behind me who weren't there, the bed we slept on would shake either as we were falling asleep or just sitting or laying on it, I would hear huh, in my ear constantly as if someone did a short breath in my ear. I would hear voices I couldn't explain, stuff like that. At one point, my ex was playing around with a security camera he hooked up to the TV somehow, and there was a shit ton of orbs everywhere. Literally over a hundred orbs darting or walking past or following someone around the room either in front of or behind them or both. But this one occurrence has haunted me ever since it happened it was in the middle of the night after yet another horrible fight between him and I. So horrible I stormed out of the building and went to go sleep in the van. I had gotten settled and after about 10 minutes, I looked over across the yard and saw this humanoid figure. It didn't glow, but it was so white and bright against the night I thought it did. It stooped with its legs parted and its arms slightly out as if it was about to start running towards me, and it looked like it had a skirt or something at knee length, though it didn't wear clothes or have anything but its body on it. It was just part of its body I think it didn't have a face, or hair, or any other feature. It was horrifying. It filled me with such an immobilizing, white-knuckled fear I was quite literally frozen in fear. It didn't look scary, but it quite literally make me the most scared I had ever been in my entire life up until this point. I somehow knew it could read my thoughts, and that made it even more horrifying. I knew if I could just get into the house I'd be safe but I knew the second I tried to move it would do. Something? It never moved, and I was still literally frozen in fear. If I had to estimate, I'd say I went out to the car around 12.30 or 1 in the morning. I was out there, looking at this thing, terrified the entire night, all the way until the sun broke, and it was gone. And as soon as it was gone, my body unclenched itself and I was immediately hit with this wave of exhaustion and I was out like a light. This is where shit gets even more weird. I should start this out by saying my ex was slash as a drug addict, specifically of meth at this point. He is a liar and a keen manipulator. I'm not sure why he would lie about this, but then again he could do something right in front of you and lie to your face, so I don't know I told him what happened and he got this weird ass expression on his face. And he told me that at some point or another, he made his way back into the house to use the bathroom, and him tweaking out, he stuck his head out the bathroom window in paranoia, and saw a woman looking down where I was through the window of the car. He said he thought it was me, 
and called out to who he thought was me to get back to the house. He said she looked up, he realized it wasn't me, and that she darted off across the front of the car where I was literally looking through the entire night, and ran off though the neighbor's yard. I can say with 100% certainty that I was not asleep, and that I wasn't dreaming. I was awake the entire night, and I had the bags under my eyes and the fatigue of both lack of sleep and the adrenaline crash to prove it. I'm making this post to try and see if anyone knows anything about what the actual left that that was or what it could be. It wasn't a night crawler. It had arms and it was much more humanoid, and I don't live in the areas in which it's known to manifest in. This experience has been on my mind a lot more than usual lately, and I'm just struggling to come to terms or to rationalize that experience. I am thankfully out of that God's awful house and that even worse relationship two years as of this early January, so no need to worry for my safety or sanity now. My grandfather grew up in the small town of Sasakwa, Oklahoma. Rather, he grew up near it. He and his siblings and parents lived in a large log and concrete cabin deep in the woods. My grandfather's father had built this in the 1950s. As my grandfather has told me many times, this area is full of hauntings and cryptids. It's almost absurd just how many areas are known to be haunted to this day. I will focus on one particular tale he has told me, as I feel it is the most cryptid-ish. When my grandfather was a teenager, he worked with a group of Seminole on a local construction site. One day, they went out walking to a site and came to a house. On the front porch sat an elderly Seminole woman, rocking back and forth in a rocking chair. My grandfather met her eyes and felt compelled to look away. Having fallen behind the rest of the group, he realized that they were all staring at the ground, avoiding the gaze of this woman. The chatter had fallen silent and remained so for nearly half an hour. When they arrived at the site, he went up to the site manager and asked why they had all ignored the elderly woman. The site manager's face scrunched up and he stood. He locked the door then spoke quietly. He explained to my grandfather that the woman was known to be a stakini. Now, my grandfather himself made sure that the doors to the house were locked when he explained the stakini to me. They are witches of the Seminole tribe. When the moon is full, they go out into the woods and vomit their organs up, stringing them in the trees to keep them clean. They no longer seem human, but appear as tilde four feet tall owls creatures, with no weight to their body. They then go out and attack as they please, so long as the full moon dominates the sky. The stakini cannot be killed in this form, you must instead destroy their organs. My grandfather never again saw the woman, making an effort to avoid the route that passed by her house. Whether she was truly a stakini or not is unclear, as she has presumably died since the incident. After I was told this story, I made sure to lock the doors. Even now that I'm in a different state, I make effort to not speak that word in public, and to always keep doors and windows locked at night. If anyone has heard other stories of these stakini, or have seen them, I would be interested in hearing it. I believe it was 2005. I was driving around at approximately 12.30 am with three of my friends in my car. 
We stopped so my friend and I could relieve ourselves off of Canandaigua Road down a dirt driveway. I knew the driveway was there having seen it during the daytime. It was just a place where the town of Farmington, New York, Ontario County, would dump old asphalt. I was on the driver's side of the car, my friend on the passenger side, and both of us looking in opposite directions. I saw something on the top of a small hill maybe 50 feet in front of me. I thought it was a tree initially but it turned and started moving from my left to my right. It was very tall, at least 8 feet, maybe 10 feet. Extremely long arms that stretched down to their knees. Was grey or white in color and had somewhat of a small head. The words that came to me were WTF is that? But before I could utter those words, my friend said, WTF is that? I turned to get back into the car which I left running but with headlights off and I saw another one in the direction he was facing. It was absolutely terrifying and if I had a gun with me, I wouldn't have done anything. But what I did was drive away as fast as possible. The other people in my car caught a glimpse of these creatures but not as well as my friend Rob and I initially, I could only assume they were aliens. They did not look like a monkey or Bigfoot or anything like that. They had no fur or hair and were skinny and just very scary looking. I assumed they were very dangerous and of all the time I've spent outdoors, in the woods, and in rural or mountainous areas, I've never seen anything like those things. After that, I hadn't seen Rob in several years as we lost contact with each other. I ran into him at a gas station about 8 years later and the first thing he said to me was, Hey do you remember when we saw those things out in the middle of nowhere? The memory to him was just the same as mine and upon seeing me that was the first thing that popped into his mind and mine as well. Recently, speaking to a friend of mine who has a lot of interest in supernatural and paranormal things. I told her the story and she suggested that they were skinwalkers. She found some pictures that were animated of what they might look like. I definitely think that is what we had seen out there that night. I would absolutely love some insight into what these things are and why they may have been there. It does terrify me to think they had some kind of ominous purpose or could have been dangerous but I'd still love to know. Thanks for taking the time to get back to me and read this. I will attach the picture my friend Bailey sent me which is a very good depiction of what I saw. Also, I will send the exact location of where this encounter occurred. Thank you very much. About 20 years ago, 2002, I was walking an old trail through an open field between my grandparents' home and my dad's place on the res. Broad daylight. Sun was shining. Beautiful day. A typical walk I took every single day. Wasn't a lot of distance between the two homes. Maybe a few hundred feet. I was about halfway through the field when I saw something I had never seen before. Scared the crap out of me so I stopped in my tracks and ducked down to ground level. What I saw was an enormous bird. It was standing on the ground. It must have known I was there because it flew up and away. The wingspan was insane. About 10 to 15 feet wide. Legit looked like one of those ancient dinosaur birds you see in pictures. I lay on the ground watching it as it flew off towards the forest. I can still hear the swooshing sound of the wings as it took flight. That was it, never seen it again. We have different varieties of birds here in Ontario, Canada.
eagles, blue herons, hawks, but no known species of bird is as huge as the one I saw that day. I ran right to my grandparents and told them what I saw. I had a feeling my grandpa knew what I had seen but he never said anything. Oh, and I was around 20 to 23 years old at the time so not a kid who may have been exaggerating. Wondering if anyone has ever seen something similar on their res.